Hey, player two. Hi, it's me, Kitty M. The All Geek, and your guide through the land of Pod, one of the geekiest lands there is. Going to talk a little bit about E3, and a whole lot of DC news. Oh, and Black Panther, obviously. Like, I'd be living under a rock, which I do, but I still see trailers for great movies. Come on, player two. Let's roll. Player two. Come on, sit down. You were watching E3, weren't you? It's fine, it's fine. Checked out some of it. Right at the moment, only EA, Microsoft and Bethesda have done anything. EA was mainly sports and Star Wars, which is nice if you like things that start with S, I guess. Microsoft. Oh my god, they have a new Xbox and I don't... Oh wait, I don't care. But Bethesda, ugh. Okay, so I'm a Bethesda fangirl. So, obviously, that's what I'm going to get more excited about. And they've managed to make me both happy and sad. They want people to pay for mods again. And that went down so well last time that they're actually trying to bring it back. I don't... I'm not sure they understand why that's a bad idea. On the upside, Skyrim on the Switch is interesting, but I have zero need to play as Link. Fallout 4 VR means I'll probably just give up on real life altogether. And Wolfenstein 2 looks good, but I could care less about the Skyrim card game. I mean, I'm happy for people who play card games, but stop talking about card games like they're video games. We're going on an adventure. New heroes' tales will be told. No, it won't, because it's a, it's a card game. Sure, it's very exciting, but it's not the same as virtual reality. Stop making it out like it is. Speaking of things, though, on screens that are amazing, Black Panther's trailer. Apparently, some people have said it looks too black and militant, which <clears throat> I I hate to make fun of people who don't know about Geekery, but then comment on Geekery. But wait, no, I don't. I, <laughs> I love doing that. Player two, it's like when people say keep politics out of comics and that Wonder Woman isn't a feminist. It's just it both amuses and angers me. I have still been trying to find a place where I want to start in the Black Panther universe, and any suggestions are welcome, player to at ChaosKittyM on Twitter when you're in Meat Space. But if I have to make any suggestions for you, player two, the World of Wakanda arc was a great way to get into the universe without having any spoilers for who Black Panther is as a character and what he's doing, but still finding out more about Wakanda and the nations around it. Oh, we also had Batman proposing to Catwoman this week, and... I was going to talk all about Batman, but uh, you, you heard about Adam West, right, Player Two? He was the original TV Batman, and he was also Mayor West in Quahog in Family Guy. Everyone has said what a lovely man he was, and he played the Batman he was given the way that Batman was meant to be played. Much as I love my gritty Batman, much as I prefer him, Adam West Batman was pretty awesome, and uh, it was a sad day finding out that he was gone. Time for us to form a protective circle around Patrick Stewart again. Which should be actually kind of hard, because he recently drank champagne out of Daniel Ricardo's shoe at a, at a car thing. That's not a sentence I thought I would be saying to you, player two. Enough of this frivolity. Let's go somewhere where there's fire. That will hopefully cleanse us of the problems we're having in comic books right now. This was going to be a good week, player two. I was going to go to the lava, talk about Wonder Woman, why she's totally feminist enough, and I was looking forward to it. Because while the assertion that the recent Wonder Woman movie wasn't good enough irritates me, it doesn't make me angry. I can formulate thought on it without first having to claw through a wall of rage. 
But then, of course, Howard Chaikin happened. And now we're here at the Trash Fire, which is like the lava pits, except everything is terrible and I'm actually angry. I try not to swear in the Land of Pod Player 2. One day that rule will be broken and I will drop the biggest of F-bombs. And I considered breaking that rule for Chaikin's divided states of hysteria, but to be honest with you, I don't want to waste my rule on something like this. So let's just get this done so we can talk about fun things. If you're part of comic book Twitter, three conversations have made it into your life right now. Wonder Woman, Black Panther and the Divided States of Hysteria, which pretty much sums up the entirety of the comic book experience, which is the good, the even better and the awful love of. The Divided States of Hysteria comes from Image, which makes it so disappointing pointing and I will get to that, but the plot is simple if not a little derivative, in that it's a group of six killers hired by the government to stop terrorism, which sounds kind of like the plot for Suicide Squad. I mean, it doesn't. This is totally original, original, original. Here's what I think Howard Chaikin, the writer and artist for the series, is trying to do. The Totally Not Suicide Squad are a group of the disaffected and disenfranchised, the ones who come from groups who are most acutely affected when any society falls victim to othering people. And the reason they're killers is basically that their experience within such a society, which treats them with such violence and disregard for their personhood, has driven them to that. Which is a very interesting message. The ones who are the most defenseless being relied upon to be the defenders of the socially strong. And it's a pity, and I say pity, but I mean rage-inducing trash pile of terrible, that it's been presented in the way it has. So now here we are discussing Chaikin's comic book and not the message which I presume he meant to be more important. And I want to preface all of this player too by letting you know I have no problem with violence. The Killing Joke animation has come under some serious fire, which I understand in some instances and even agree with, but I rate it as a movie. I'm not averse to seeing violence or gore. In some situations, I seek them out to read or watch or play in video games. And some of my favourite things have problematic elements in them, either because of the time they were created or because the creator dropped the ball. So my issue is never going to be a creator not being 100% able to do things properly. But when they don't even try... Let's start with that title, Divided States of Hysteria. Edgy you know it's going to be good. The front cover also features someone wearing a hijab, but the hijab has the American flag design on it. Deep. Whatever could this be about? Then, once you flick through the pages, you see panel upon panel of flesh tones, violence, and generally terrible things happening to some of the most disempowered people within our society. Here's an example, and yes, it's a spoiler, uh, but I don't care because you're not going to want to read it anyway. This is one of the stories that's presented of one of the killers in the series. I'm going to try and be as not graphic as possible, but a warning player too, it is pretty disturbing. So if you want to flick right to the end, go to the part where I go to the Justice League, let's, let's just go with that. The story is of a trans woman who's a prostitute having orgy with some clients. I know, what a rebel Chaikin is. That was sarcasm, it's just porn. He's not breaking down any barriers with it. And you know what? He's a decent artist, but maybe I'm just spoiled with the selection these days. I've seen a lot better nakedity in comic books than in this one. Maybe that's a personal preference. I digress. This is kind of what Chaikin's known for, so 
obviously it's in there. Anyway, the panels become even more uncomfortable to read on the train because you're pretty sure the guy behind you is reading over your shoulder, when in the story, one of the clients discovers that the trans woman hasn't had bottom surgery. And no, I'm not using her name because I don't think her name was actually mentioned in the entire story. Anyway, the client begins beating the trans woman. She references how trans panic is an actual defense for murdering trans people in America. And then you see her shooting all of the clients in order to save herself. Now, you may be wondering why, other than the obvious of that sounds like a terrible thing to read, why would I read that? This causes so much of an issue and there's actually loads of reasons. For a start, it's Pride Month. Why would this be released during Pride Month? Secondly, it falls into the same Thai cliche of coding trans characters as victims, their abuse being a plot point. And this happens throughout this comic with all of these characters. I do want to point out that trans women, especially trans women of colour, are statistically the most abused within our society, which is why this representation of a trans woman, this first impression of this trans character, taps into the darkest fears for trans people. This is a story that's been told again and again, so much that it is a cliché for trans characters, which is a perfect example of why his story is lazy in its storytelling and character creation. And how do I know all of this? Well, it's not magic and it's not like I have some deep insights that just get funneled into my brain. It's because I actively try to listen to trans people. Magdalene Visiaggio summed this up perfectly. She's uh, one of the people behind Kim and Kim. And I'm going to link her work so you can check it out, but also so you can see her insights. And you know, yeah, bringing issues out to the open is important. And pretending anyone's experience is easier or safer than it actually is, well, that's not right. The problem is that Chaikin has a message he's more excited about having than he is about communicating. He's so utterly committed to being gritty and in your face that he forgot that a message needs to be received for it to be of any value. And his craftsmanship in telling this story is shoddy, which is disappointing knowing what he's done before this. I had trouble telling some of the characters apart because of how the faces were drawn. He writes dialogue like a ten-year-old who's just discovered rude words and is trying to shoehorn them into every sentence. And his characters, if you can call them that, say dick more often than me chatting about Richard Grayson. And the characters are caricatures. I know, that was clever of me. I understand character development takes time, but then give yourself the pages to do that, rather than trying to fit everyone into the first issue, and as such, just creating more rage because you didn't actually present them as people. Spread it out, Howard. This is on image two. They dropped the ball. Someone should have stepped in and gone, look, this needs to be tweaked, this needs to be better, and it reads like a road crash. But it is mainly on Howard Chaikin. He is a grown man who has to be consciously living in a bubble to talk about these issues and at the same time think this is a good way to get his message out. I'm sure he thinks he's just being gritty and real. You read his essay in the back and it's this whole wake up sheeple, we fell asleep at the wheel and we ended up in hell type manifesto. I'm not saying he's completely wrong. But if he really is in this for change and for protecting people's rights, if he's really for waking us up, then he shouldn't have snoozed on getting this right. It's not different. This story isn't blowing my mind. It's nothing I haven't seen or heard before. 
and it's just a mishmash of slurs on confusing backdrops and storytelling that jumps far too quickly. Usually I'll tell people who say the storytelling is confusing or too fast-paced that they need to pay attention, but quite frankly, Chaykin gives you no reason to. He gives you more reason to just look away and never go near that again. And if he gave a damn about the message, he wouldn't do that. If he cared more about who he was writing to than showing off how damn real he's being, then he would have done this better, but I think he got blinded by his own perceived brilliance. And I get it, Howard. You're upset. We're all upset, buddy. We're all angry and frustrated and tired. But through your little manifesto of realness where you attack the need for safe spaces and say things like, we just wouldn't let people get away with those kind of atrocities in this country, you showed the massive blind spot you've got. There is a need for trigger warnings and discussions about identity and for safe spaces because people do get away with bad things. You got away with this. Also, maybe if you'd spend a little more time listening to those discussions, you might have saved yourself and us all this grief. We could have been working together this whole time. He's also said he'll probably get arrested for this comic, well, in his dreams. He's not the revolutionary in this, he's a shock jock. And it's a pity because this idea, if it's what I think it is, this idea could be something. With the right manoeuvring, with the right touch, story could have been substance. But just like every one of the dime a dozen shock jocks that came before him and will come after him, I think he's more in love with the outrage than actual progress. So congratulations, we're outraged. An image, what the hell? I used to recommend Image with very few reservations. That was the one place where I was like, nah, these guys are pretty good with representation. Don't always get it right, but maybe, you know, they're okay. And now this. If Image want to stand behind Chaikin and Chaikin wants to stand behind his message, then they should make the first two issues free on the comic book apps. If this is all a big misunderstanding and we're all just overreacting, then show us. Because I want to be wrong about this. I want to be wrong about Chaikin, but I don't think I am. I usually tell people to make up their own minds, but nah, player two. Just don't buy this. Get in the bin. Not, not you, player two. Get out of the bin. We're going to the Hall of Justice. Oh God, I'm so angry. We're at the Halls of Justice with the Justice League. Well, not with the Justice League. If the Justice League were here, they would tell us to leave. But this place is pretty cool. We're here because there's a lot of DC stuff we need to be talking about. And I'm going to help you out with that player too. Also, I'm a DC fangirl. So that's why. Because I'm the guide and I tell us where to go. It's my choice. You want to go somewhere else? Find your own land of pod. But don't keep coming back to this one. Your external validation validates my existence. Anyway, we're here for a whole lot of DC reasons. Firstly, those critiques of the Wonder Woman film that it wasn't feminist enough, or it's too feminist, or it didn't have enough ropes. I'll say this, the only genuinely understandable critique I've heard is that there weren't enough women of colour in it, and I get that. I just hope the next Wonder Woman film, and there will be a next Wonder Woman film, has her and Nubia in it. I could watch that quite happily. See, Nubia is another Amazon created in the same way as Diana, except she's a black lady. And she was kidnapped by Mars. Or is it Ares now? 
I guess it's Aries in her story now. Anyway, she was under some mind control because she was wearing a ring, but then the ring got removed and she was no longer under mind control. And the feminist agenda is strong in this character's story. Now, to the bad criticism of Wonder Woman. And yes, they're bad. Firstly, it's that Wonder Woman couldn't have given consent to anything she did with Steve Rogers because she doesn't even know what men are like. And also, she's like the Little Mermaid. Okay, firstly, you don't compare my comic book feminist icon to the Little Mermaid, which, okay, I love Lin-Manuel Miranda, and I love that he's working on the live action, but for real, that's one of the most infuriating tales of all time. Yes, pun intended. Ariel in Little Mermaid is a ditzy idiot who gives up being an actual mermaid and being able to speak for a boring dude with a crown. It's like Fifty Shades of Grey, but without the ropes, and I hope less emotional abuse. Second, being amazed or curious is not the same as being naive and innocent. Wonder Woman did what she wanted to do, and it was awesome. Secondly, why was Chris Pine there? Well, for the same reason Lois is there for Superman and the Parade of Women are there for Batman, so you can see how relationships play out for these characters. To make a comment on relationships, or maybe it's just because some of us like to look at Chris Pine as well, okay? What? You're in love with him, I'm not. But in this instance, it's because very important conversations happened around consent, around issues of sex and relationships. But I guess everyone who missed that missed it because their eyes were busy rolling in their heads too much because they're so cynical they can't enjoy good things. Third, why is her skirt so short? Because just like Mariah Carey, she can wear whatever she wants. That's like Feminism 101. Well, official Feminism 101. Unofficial Feminism 101 is the, the rule we have to meet once a month to talk about how we're going to take over the world by painting everything pink. And the final criticism, my favourite one, is that the feminist agenda is taking over. Oh, It's Wonder Woman. It was created by a male feminist in a poly relationship and based off feminist fiction at the time. Um, It's in her origin. It's the reason she was created. And also, yes, we're totally taking over. Next full moon, we're going to workshop how to use witchcraft to steal all the shiny things from people. All of them. We started with engagement rings and charm bracelets, but now we want more, dammit. More! Wait. Those are magpies and pirates that like shiny things. I guess they can also be feminists? There's a Venn diagram in there somewhere, I'm sure of it. But those critics be damned because Wonder Woman has broken all the records. Though, and I don't mean this as a detraction from the achievements because they're awesome, a lot of people have been drawing comparisons between Wonder Woman's success and Batman v Superman, and well, let's face it, that was a less than stellar performance in comparison. I get it. Some people didn't like it. In fact, a lot of people said they didn't like it. The critics had very little good to say about Batman v Superman, so... As someone who used to trust critics to get it mostly right, I didn't go and see that movie in cinemas. So someone like me, who's a Batman fan, didn't contribute to Batman's success, because I believe the critics, about a movie that is now one of my favourite superhero movies of all time. I couldn't have been the only one, despite being the unique snowflake that I know myself to be. So it makes sense that Batman v Superman didn't do that well in cinemas, because critics talked it down. Wonder Woman has been talked up. I expected it to do well. Didn't expect it to be number one, though, in the list of movies in cinemas. But it kind of is. So good on it. Also, there's reshooting happening of Justice League, which I'm not thrilled about. I mean, I don't mind Wonder Woman, but if it becomes all about her, it's not a movie I'm particularly interested in. On the flip side, if it means there's a more even split between all of the characters, then that I can get behind. I'm just worried my favourite isn't going to be in there as much because as previously stated, I'm a selfish jerk. 
For other selfish jerks who just want to see more Batman though, Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder, no, not Zack Snyder, Scott Snyder, are doing that Batman Dark Knight metal, which will be happening within the Rebirth universe for DC in the comic book arm of Batman's life, I guess. And it's not just going to be about Batman. If you've seen any of the artwork that Capullo's been putting up, just some of his sketches, there's a Wonder Woman in there. And a Superman. I think this is very interesting. I can't wait for their next offering. If you're more into the whole Justice League thing and you need your fix now, then I recommend the animation Young Justice. Main players are there like Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, but it's more focused on the sidekicks. Season 3 is coming back next year, so it's worth getting into the first two now, so you're ready for it. If you want more of a Batman-Superman story, but don't want actual Batman-Superman, then Super Sons is for you. It's a comic book series following Damian Wayne as Robin and John Kent as Superboy. Not out in trade yet, but I've been getting the issues each month. The artwork's good, the story is interesting, and it draws clear parallels between the Dark Knight and the Man from Krypton. And their parenting styles. Let's head back to the tavern, because if Batman finds me here again, I don't think he's going to be happy with me at all. Not a chance. Well, that's it, player two. Yeah, all done. I know. I got angry. I got happy. It's an emotional roller coaster this week. Hopefully, next week everything won't be so terrible the whole time. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, player two, if uh, you want, I'm on Twitter at Chaos Kidium. Subscribe, like, share. Don't. I don't. I don't care. I mean, I do care, because as I always tell you, my self-worth is based on praise from other people. But, uh, yeah. I hope you enjoyed this week, and enjoy E3. Until next time, play it too.